Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Lights fans, I really do not know how to feel after the game that just took place. Uh, it is an interesting game to think about, talk about. Uh, you don't know whether to feel happy uh, or sad. I mean, or I think the better word is disappointed. Um, so I'm going to be completely 100% honest. This is like the fifth time that we've recorded this. Uh, I am solo, as you see, no Nick or Rob on this pod. Uh, me and Nick, I, I went to Tampa yesterday. Uh, I w- went uh, and stayed at Nick's place. We went golfing. I actually pulled my lower back pretty bad. Uh, it's it's hurting. Uh, I, I, I've not golfed in six months, and it was not my best round. Um, but I went up to Nick's house. We went to the game. Uh, it had the game happen, and that was something. And then we went back to his place to record and it was going to be a live uh, a live episode and we did it and it just there were so many problems that continued to happen and finally when we thought we had it done um, I drove back I drove back at two in the morning got back to Orlando by 3 30 and uh, this morning woke up and checked the files and they were gone all of, everything that we recorded was gone so you get just me uh, for this episode of charge on but we're going to get into all of it. Again, I talked about it last night. I feel a little bit differently waking up this morning. I'll tell you how I was feeling last night, um, which was a very negative, a very negative pod that we recorded last night. But I think, uh, luck, I guess there's a positive and a negative to the pod getting lost last night. Is I think we can take the positives away that we need to take and um, look at the bright side. But we also need to talk about the negatives that come with what did happen. Um, in that game because, again, when you're going into a conference title game the next week, I mean, last night will not cut it, and we would get we will get embarrassed uh, next week if what happened against USF happens against Tulane. Uh, but before we do that, a quick word from our sponsors, Bet Online. Guys, basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, giveaways, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And yeah, guys, I mean, what a win. I mean, what a way to close out the War on I-4. I mean, it's the, probably the second best game of the War on I-4 rivalry since it started. Uh, 46 to 39, your Knights win. And I'm going to be honest. I mean, I think the reason why I'm not jumping for joy 24-7 after this game is there's nothing really to be super excited about. 
uh, with the way that you performed in that second half. There are positives, and we're going to get right into them because I think at the end of the day, this team specifically showed the toughness and the grit that you need when you are playing, when you're trying to get into a conference championship game. Um, I give credit uh, to the offense in the first half. I think, let's start with John Rice Plumley because we didn't see him in the second half, but it kind of seemed like early on, John Rice was, it, he was going to have one of those games, right? John Rice was going to come out and really put on a show. I mean, he was nine for nine, 71 yards, I believe, uh, when he was in there, um, passing touchdown to O'Keefe. Uh, ran all over the USF Bulls, had two touchdowns. Gus Malzahn, I think, was pretty accurate. I think, at the end of the day, John Rice was probably going to run for probably 300 yards. USF had a terrible run defense going in. We knew that, and I think UCF knew that. I mean, he didn't pass the ball uh, barely at all uh, in the first half. And we knew, listen, I think the a lot of people on Twitter were saying, do you want to show your whole playbook, or do you want to be very conservative and... Just run the ball. And I think that's what UCF was trying to do. Run the football, run it down their throat, score in the red area. And they did that. 28-0. Defense forced turnovers at will. I mean, the fumble on Brown into the end zone got that. The interception. Defense was showing up. Offense showed up. And you end the half at 28-7. And it just seemed like there was no way USF's getting back in this game. UCF had all the momentum. A little momentum shifted to USF at the end of the half there by scoring that touchdown. Um, and it's not like USF wasn't moving the ball. I think they did have a one three and out, but USF was moving the ball. They just they they turned over the ball in the first half, which then led to UCF touchdowns. Obviously, on that second touchdown run, right, we see John Rice kind of start limping a little bit. We, he pulled it as soon as he crossed the pylon, and I look over to Nick and I said, I think he just hurt himself. So I didn't think he was going to come back in. I thought, hey, listen, you're up 21-0. Then we get the turnover, we get the ball back. And John Rice comes out. And we go on a touchdown drive and pass to Ryan O'Keefe. And I know he didn't look on the running-wise. It wasn't like he was his same self. But I was like, okay. I mean, he's okay. You put him back out there. If, he was, if, if it was really bad, you, you take him out for the rest of the game. But we saw him back in there. So you end the half at 28-7. Probably one of the most perfect halves you can have if you're UCF. One of the most perfect halves. And then to come out of halftime and do the things that they did, it was just a disappointment. I mean, let's talk fans. Uh, bounce House West was electric. I mean, I call it Bounce House number two. I know everybody started calling it. it it's basically, it's Bounce House West. But I like Bounce House number two. Bounce house number two, the entire half of Raymond James was covered in Knights fans. And for that, it's it, it was amazing. I mean, USF, I think their fans, I will say that, they they had the most attendance for their side of the, the field probably all year, which you, you expect that. It's a rivalry game. It's UCF. It's a ranked opponent. Student section for them came out. Um, I do think they need to make it way longer. Uh, they that one just one straight section. I, I listen. They were loud. They could be a factor, but you got to give them that whole lower bowl section right there. Um, but no, I think listen. The fans came out, and it's so great to see that and to see the support. And I'm sure the players and the coaches really appreciate that. And they we've been doing it all year, right? So it was a great atmosphere, great experience. Um, but listen. 
it, the building was electric. But I think sometimes when, again, and it's hard, right? When a team is up as much as UCF was up, it's hard to stay at that level, right? Because you, at some point, you just feel that the opponent is inferior and that they're not going to make it a game. And I will say, uh, I was sitting next to a gentleman and I literally said, I'm like, listen, you know, it, it's great because there's no stress, but, you know, you, you kind of want a little bit of a ball game. And it, because it got to 28 zip so quick. I mean, so quick. I felt like it was a four touchdown game in a span of five minutes. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm more than happy to blow this team out. But, you know, you never some of the war on I have four games that are close, you know, it, it does make it fun and it does make it interesting. But no, I was fine with the blowout. And I guess I it was my fault that we just gave up uh, the lead we did because USF came back roaring in, the, roaring in the second half. And I think UCF didn't expect the Bulls to play like they did. And you can really just blame it on the turnovers. I mean, it, it's just that simple. It's, it's not a UCF was playing worse than they did in the first half. They just were giving USF every opportunity in that third quarter to make it a game. Like, when you, it's a 22-3 to three quarter, and they put up three touchdowns, that, that's, that's it. And that's where it's like, there's no really, when going over it, right? You could blame the defense and say, well, they couldn't stop them once. They put up three touchdowns in that quarter. But you can also say, Listen, the offense had, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was they had two plays, then a fumble, right? Then they had one play and a fumble, and then they score a touchdown. And then we have, no, so it was field goal, then they score a touchdown, then we fumbled and they score a touchdown, then we fumbled and they score a touchdown. Thank God the UCF stopped the two-point conversion. That helped in the long run. But that can't happen. That just can't happen. You can't, in the second half of the biggest game of the year, to go to the conference title, go and allow that to happen. You just can't. It was so disappointing, and it took all the air out of the building. The entire USF fan base, for as many as the people they were there, they started going crazy, and all the momentum shifted. And that's where you can credit the offense and the this UCF team. I mean, at the end of the day, they came back. They put on uh, put a couple scoring drives in place to ice this game. And Alec Holler is your unsung, unsung hero. I mean, he does all the dirty work, does everything that you ask him to do. And he came up clutch in the clutch. I mean, what a throw by Mikey, what a catch by Alec. And, and that's your ball game. I will say this, and I mean, we have a conference title next week, so there's a lot to play for, there's a lot to like out of this team, but the consistency is the problem here. This is this is the problem, is consistency, and when, in the first half, you look like the team you're supposed to against a team like this, and I said it on the preview pod, right? Rivalry games are always weird, right? They are always weird. Let's be real. Florida State, Florida. Florida State is the much better team. But at the end of the day, it was a tied game at one point. So you can never know with these rivalry games. USF was 1-10 going into this game. 
one and ten. You would think that UCF would do- just dominate dominate the entire game. I don't care what quarterbacks in there, and they didn't. They didn't dominate. USF came back and won this game. Didn't they didn't win? But if if I'm a USF fan, it is a heavy moral victory. It is a heavy moral victory. So let's talk Mikey and the JRP situation. JRP obviously hurt himself. I, I said it again. I don't understand. I mean, I think I, if it was really bad, then don't put him back in. And I understand you're playing for, uh, you're playing an inferior opponent. But at the end of the day, I mean, if when it was 31-15, I'm like, okay, put JRP back in. You have to run, like, don't run him. I mean, if it's if his hamstring is hurt that bad, don't run him. But you have to give them the look that he is going to run. Luckily, it didn't matter. Mikey stepped up, and it wasn't even that Mikey was playing bad. It was the turnovers were becoming a killer, and USF was getting back in the game. And it was, okay, we need to show them a different look. We need to bring what was working in the first half. We need to kind of bring that back. And even if you don't run JRP, it keeps them honest, right? And it helps in moving the ball. But at the end of the day, it was just turnovers. The turnovers killed them. Um, let's, let's think about this logically. If you come out and you go to Tulane and JRP gets hurt again, which hopefully not, and hopefully he's good for Tulane, you're going to have to have Mikey come in. And the good thing is, and I think this is the reason ultimately why they just stuck with Mikey. I think UCF was confident throughout the game to know, listen, we're going to need JRP next week against a Tulane team that definitely has struggled against people with the run. Just keep Mikey in there. And Mikey really stepped up. I mean, he really did step up. And that's just, he is one of the toughest and most clutch players I've seen play for UCF. I mean, to do what he's done, to come in in the second half against Cincy and go on a three-minute drive to ice the game, to win the game. Then you go in Memphis, again, really just, you, you have a great performance. And then... Now for a third time, you 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 come in, and I know he didn't do it last week, but you come in and just show so much poise in that final three minutes, and you go on a touchdown, a touchdown scoring drive. I mean, I don't know if there's many college quarterbacks that can do what he's doing right now. And I think whoever gets him next year is going to have a clear-cut number one and a guy that's going to win a lot of football games for whatever program he goes to. And listen, he said he will burn the red shirt next week. He will. If 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 we need him, he will burn it because we're fighting for a championship. And I just shows that just shows you how much of a team guy he is. It's all about the team. It's not about himself. Um, I will say though, and it's worth mentioning. It, it, I think Mikey is a great leader, and I don't think this has anything to do with his leading. And I don't know what it was. On the sideline, it kind of just seemed like Mikey was away from the group a little bit. Uh, it seemed like JRP was on the sideline. Maybe, now, maybe that was just trying to give USF a look to think that John Rice would come in. Uh, that 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 might be it. But it kind of just seemed like he was excluded from the linemen and everything. He was just off to the side, um, sometimes with Kamori Gamble. And I don't know. I'm not going to read too much into that. But And I think it might have just been to keep USF off guard, which I'm assuming that's what it was. But to come in, if, to come in and do what he's doing is just incredible and I know he had the one turn you know it was his fault the the RPO it was not RJ's that was his he pulled it too late and the ball fumbled and that can't happen but 
at the end of the day, he went and won the game for him. USF, man. All right, USF, give give the Bulls credit. I mean, that kid, Byron Brown, is, is he's going to be a stud uh, if he stays there. I'm, and I mean, whoever the next coach is, if it's Dion, I mean, look out for the USF Bulls. I think they've got some guys, and who knows? I think a couple of them transfer. I think Jimmy Horn, I would love to see him in a UCF uniform next year. I think he can, you know, really help if we do lose Ryan O'Keefe. But they've got some guys. Petit is a stud. I think he is their clear-cut number one guy on offense. And Byron Brown, I think, is your starter next year. He showed some grit. I mean, it was not easy sledding tonight, having to come back from what they did. And they took the lead. I mean, it was 39-38, and it was pretty much on the, the heels of just him willing his team to a victory. There's a lot to say about this game, and listen, I'll be honest. I said most of it last night, and if we didn't lose the footage, uh, I probably would be saying all of it again. Uh, there's a lot that I'm probably not going into that I probably I usually would, um, but that's technology. That's the problem with technology. Um, at the end of the day, right, you could be disappointed in the second half, right? I'm, I'm very disappointed. Uh, it was a great game, but... You're now going into the game that you've set out to to be in. You're going to a conference title. And if you win it, you go to a Cotton Bowl. I just feel like the team has hit their peak at maybe the wrong time. That's kind of where I'm feeling. I I don't think this team has played a consistent season. And that's kind of been the problem. Now, I will say, when they needed to win, they won. Right? When they played against Cincinnati, against Memphis, against Tulane. They won, and you needed to win all those games. You couldn't drop one of them. But then when you have Navy and USF to end your season, you just choke. Like, they didn't choke against USF, but they almost gave it up. They almost weren't playing for a conference title, and it just showed the grit of the team to never give up. But in that same sentiment, right, you lost to Navy, and you almost lost this game. So, we still don't even know what the team is. We said it, we think this is a good team. It could potentially be great. But I think this is the perfect example of why it's not a great team right now. Because there's too much inconsistency. There are too many mistakes. But I will say, as a UCF fan, and I know it's hard not, it's hard to feel confident right now before you're playing in a conference title game. It's very hard to feel confident after that type of game. But I think what I will say is after we played ECU, none of us thought UCF had a chance. Well, I mean, I did. I did say UCF would win. But a lot of UCF fans said, since he's, I, we think since he's going to break the doors off us, this is not going to be good. And what did UCF do? They went and won the game. I think UCF plays its best games when they feel like they might be the underdog. When they come in and, and they just win. And I think when they feel like they're the superior team, they sometimes just let it slip. I mean, against Navy, I think they came in thinking they're the top dog and Navy's not going to come in and beat, and they, they did. You break the doors off USF in the first half. In the second half, you come out, you, you turn over the ball three straight times, they punch you in the mouth, and thank God you guys figured it out in the fourth quarter at the end to, to basically come back and win the game. If UCF wants to have a chance at this conference championship, they need to play like they did in those that three-week span of Cincy, Memphis, Tulane. 
And it's not easy to beat a team twice, especially a team as good as Tulane. Uh, we said, I thought Tulane was the harder team than Cincy. If Ben Bryant plays, I think Cincy wins. Evan Prater, I don't think, was very good. Uh, and Tulane, Tulane's just a tough team. And I'm going to be honest, if, if UCF allows 298 rushing yards to Tulane like we did to USF, it's going to be very hard for UCF to win that game. It's going to be very hard. I'm trying to think. It was a great game, great atmosphere, uh, and I want to thank Nick for hosting me. Um, what a game. I mean, bet one of the best catches, if not the best, most important catch in NFL history, or NFL history, wow, UCF history. Um, Alec Holler is just a stud. Love him to death, and couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um, Mikey Keene should always be remembered at UCF. I think this game just further solidified him as a guy that will be remembered um, by Night Nation. And listen, I don't know where he's going to go. And we'll find that out here probably in the next week or two uh, when he hits that transfer portal. Uh, but hey, who knows? We might see him again. Hopefully John Rice is healthy. And we'll get into all that uh, next on Thursday. Or we'll get into all of it on Thursday. I uh, will see... Uh, We'll go into everything Tulane, conference championship game. It should be very fun. And listen, at the end of the day, the positive is UCF got there. UCF got to the game. They're in the game. And it it's great for the program. You can leave the American with a championship, say bye, and go to the Big 12. And it's a very exciting time to be a UCF Knights fan. We just got to find the consistency here. Uh, but it's great to finish the War on I-4 Got a little chippy there at the end, not going to lie. It was, uh, loved the uh, planting the, the flag into, uh, into the ground in the center, center field. A little bit of a scuffle happened, but, you know, that's kind of expected. And credit to the USF player for not, you know, just letting them do it. But I'm proud of the guys. I'm, I'm proud of what they've accomplished this year. And let's go get a dub. I mean, let's go get a dub in the conference title, man, and go to a Cotton Bowl. Like, that's amazing. I mean, we, we've waited for this for the last couple of years. In the rebuild, we've we got Gus to come in. Injury plague last year, and now you get a chance to win a conference title and go to the Cotton Bowl? Sign me up. All right, guys. I'm sorry that this is only – that this is all um, – I'm going to talk about the game. We'll go into it a little bit more uh, on Thursday before we go into uh, Tulane uh, because, yeah, I've talked about this game now for about two hours and uh, I think I've condensed my thoughts into about a 20 to 30 minute show. So I apologize. And we'll make sure we work on our technical side a little bit better. Uh, clearly, the planning was just not executed right uh, in Tampa Bay on Friday or Saturday night. But we will get better. And we appreciate you uh, listening. If you did listen to this, uh, we I appreciate you. Because, uh, yeah, I know listening to only one person... I could be on, especially this show, because it's all about differing opinions and communicating. But again, I'm just rambling at this point. Thank you for listening to Charge On. Uh, we really appreciate you. Like, subscribe, share, comment, do all those things. We really appreciate all the support. It's been amazing to see this season. And, you know, we're, we're coming to an end, but we're not stopping. We're, we've got a lot more to discuss and to talk about um, going into the offseason and in signing day and transfers and all this great stuff that's coming with college football it's so amazing 
Um, so stick around and you'll hear all that coming up very shortly. But this has been Charge On presented by Bet Online. We will have your conference championship preview on Thursday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.